Welcome to St. Corey Christian Center and our most recent podcast as we go through the book of Ephesians chapter by chapter and verse by verse as we learn what it means to be equipped. God bless you and have a wonderful day. I'm glad to know that the kingdom is still on the move and nothing will hold the work of it back. Nothing. Amen. Ephesians chapter 6 and I'm going to read to you this morning. Verse 18, I'll go back a little bit, set the context, because Paul is giving out the armor of God, but he puts the icing, as it were, on the cake by saying this. In verse 17, I'll read it to you. It says, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And verse 18 is where we're taking our text from. Praying, let's say it together, praying, always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. That, my friend, is a month worth of talking right there. But I'm just going to talk about this one word that Paul brings out, praying always. In the message title, it says praying and watching, but this morning I'm going to take my time. We're going to talk about just the reality and the power of why Paul brought out the best for last when he said praying always. Father, we love you and we thank you for your word that's anointed. Thank you for this gathering of people in this room and online. I pray, Heavenly Father, one more time you hide us behind the shadow of Calvary's cross. You lead us and you guide us and you anoint us as only you can. People will be saved, healed, and delivered. And we give you thanks in Jesus' name and the whole house sin. Amen. Praying with all kinds of prayer. Even in Matthew chapter 6, the disciples who were following the artist of prayer, the one that had it together, looked to Christ and said, teach us to pray. Amen. I believe that the most powerful weapon in the household of faith and the people of God right now is still prayer. Amen. But I also believe that we need to know how to pray. We need to be humble enough to ask ourselves and each other and Christ, Lord, teach me how to pray. Amen. I believe that prayer is more than rub-a-dub-dub, thank God for the grub, amen. I believe that we can be specific in our prayers. There's an evangelist that had revival packed in a suitcase one day, and he showed up to a church, and he was, he was going to bring them revival. And he was at the altar calling this fellow come up, and he wanted a prayer. And the evangelist said, well, he says, what can I pray for? He goes, pray for my hearing. So the evangelist, he got a hold of him, and he hollered, and he shook, and he spit, and he carried on, and he got a hold of him. And after it was all done, he looked at the candidate he was praying for, and he said, how's your hearing? And the guy said, I don't know. It's not till Tuesday morning at 10 o'clock. It's good to know what we're praying for. Be specific. Amen? Be specific. I get a chuckle, and I get it. I get the context, but I still get a bit of a chuckle. Pray for me. It's an, un, it's an unspoken prayer request. Well, I have no clue what to even be praying for. You get, I, I get it. There's confidentiality. I get all that, too, and I know the Lord knows. But the more specific that I can get laser-focused in on prayer, the more it's going to get done. He said praying 
with all kinds of prayer, praying always. There's, all, there's different ways that they're interpreted this. And so we're going to talk about how that prayer is more than just saying a few words and doing our religious duty. Jesus had a lot to say about the fact that, you know what, look at the guy on the street down there that's made his face look like I don't know what and how he's wore himself out and he's almost just publicizing how powerful of a prayer person he is. And the Lord says, verily, verily, they've got their reward. We find it in the Gospels often, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, where we find these little words tucked away, and they're not very popular in 2021, but you'll find these little words tucked away that says, often Jesus would get away to a solitary place. Often. I had a senior minister of the faith look at me this week over coffee, and he said, how much are you praying? And he said, they're going to challenge you. If you're doing the same things today that you at St. Croix Christian Center you were 10 years ago, it's time to switch gears and start leading the ministry versus just doing the ministry. That's a mouthful. That'll send you home thinking. Paul said praying. What is praying? Simply fellowshipping with God. Fellowshipping with God. Oh, I, I pray. I, I pray driving down the road. I pray splitting wood. I pray doing this. But do we find the time to pray? Let's say your best friend comes for coffee. And we've all been here. And all they want is fellowship. But the whole time that they're at your house, you're doing this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good fellowship, isn't it? Just a sec, I've got to take this call. Hello? Yeah, that was a good game last night, wasn't it? Sorry, or just sex. Someone text me. Now, I know that's a bit extreme. But you know what? Sometimes we treat God like that in our prayer life. Hello. Sometimes God is, oh, I'm driving, I'm doing this, but oh, I'm praying. But I believe what the call of the Holy Spirit is saying is this. We want to win these battles, and we do. We want to win wars, and we will. We want to fight the good fight of faith, and we are going to, and we're going to keep on pressing on. But Paul says the most powerful weapon in your arsenal is not maybe the helmet. It may not be the sword. It may not be the shield. But the fact that the people of God know how to get on their knees and get a hold of God and say, God, it's you and I time. There's no interruptions. I need to hear the voice of God. Amen? In 2021, I believe without a shadow of a doubt that a lot of battles are lost, not because it's God's will, but because the people and the church of God have found every excuse in the book not to come to prayer meeting. Ouch. It's quiet here. But it's the truth. I guarantee you a successful Christian life is based on prayer. I promise you that a successful church is based on prayer. We can have every good program going on in the book. And I'm thankful for Kingdom Kids, and I'm thankful for Ignite, and I'm thankful for Overcomers, and I'm thankful for Keeners and Encounter and all the gatherings on Sunday morning and Wednesday online and the Word and all these different things that we're doing. But at the end of the day, they must be saturated with prayer. Amen? So what, what kinds of prayer? Well, Jesus brought it out. Number one this morning, I believe one kind of prayer is thanksgiving and praise and worship. 
He started out and he said, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. I believe that one kind of prayer that really brings the power of the Holy Spirit is the power of prayer in the realm of thanksgiving and praise and worship. I believe that when we go into that arena of prayer and we make up our mind, God's going to hear us, I'm going to hear God. I don't care if it's in the wood pile, in the shower, wherever it is, but at the end of the day, I'm going to go in and I'm going to give him thanks. Give thanks for God is good and his mercy endures forever. Give thanks for my health. Give thanks for freedom. Thanks for my family. Thanks for finances. Thanks, God, for the things that aren't even here yet, but they're on their way. Amen? And what happens is simply this. When the praises go up, the glory comes down. Just the realm of being thankful for God. So many times we treat him like a genie on Aladdin lamp or Santa Claus. But he's neither of those. He is a God who cares about us. We talked about him only a holy God. That wants to hear the people of God say thanks and everything give thanks. When God sees that humble, hungry heart, he absolutely reaches out. He reaches down, and he begins to stir us. And the most powerful times of prayer is when the prayer room is full of the anointing and the unction of the Holy Spirit. For you that are new, what I just said may be new. And the word unction means simply this, awareness. Talking to a big church growth guy this weekend. They got all the growth plans, and they'll want you to have a five year strategy, and a four year strategy, and a three year strategy. And I believe God's a strategic God. He says in Jeremiah, I know the plans. It's good to have a plan. But he said to me, He said, You know what we're missing? Out of all the plans, out of all the, we, we got apps on our phone that tell us what key to play this song in, and here's the track for it, and here's the clicker for it, here's the program Wednesday night, and here's the event Sunday morning, and all that's fine. It's good to plan. Don't get me wrong. It's good to plan, but one thing we can't plan is the presence. Amen? How we plan on having presence in the house of God is when the people of God, six or seven days a week, are on their knees and they're praying before a holy God. Amen? I'm going to go with all kinds of prayer. Well, Jody, these are times are crazy. I don't know how you could ever thank God for these crazy times. I promise you, as much as they marched around the walls of Jericho, as much as they sang the praises of the living God and never gave up once, as they marched and marched and marched, those walls came down. Amen? Praise will bring the walls down. Praise will bring the enemy down. Satan hates praise. So he get our mouth doing everything else but praising. Huh? But when I start praising, when I start lifting him up, and the anointing of the Holy Spirit comes into that room. I don't care if it's a boardroom with a bunch of nurses and doctors and decision makers. I don't care if it's at the Chamber of Commerce on Wednesday evening. I don't care where it's at. When I have an attitude of thanksgiving and praise in my spirit, the Holy Spirit comes into that place where we're at, and God makes a difference. Praise be to God. I will. <laughs> Paul said, just don't forget the battle, this war that we're fighting, these battles we're fighting. At the end of the day, at the end of the realm, remember praying with all kinds of prayer. 
I believe number two is a dedication. I believe we need to be dedicated to the cause. Isn't it easy to get distracted? I don't need any chaos to distract me. I got three squirrels running up there any time of the day at all. <laughs> but dedicated to the focus. I was doing a funeral out in Palm Roy Ridge just yesterday afternoon, and we were talking about our veterans. Some of them were sit, standing around, and they were carrying on, and I, and I get it about the, some of their frustrations with some of the stuff we're dealing with right now. And, and one of the guys stood there, and he was a veteran. And he said, you guys think these are problems? You think this is frustrating? Let me take you back to Holland and Germany and some of these places where we send our kids and we send our boys and we sacrifice our blood for this freedom that we so dearly appreciate today. But when you're sitting there in a trench in Holland and Germany and you got bullets flying by your head and you're wondering if you're going home that night for supper, whatever supper may be like, that's hardship. I believe in 2021, we, the church, must realize in the trenches of warfare, my battle is for the souls of men and women and boys and girls. If there's ever an opportunity, we had trick or trunk or whatever you trunk or treat, I guess you call it, last Wednesday night. And we saw hundreds of people fill that parking lot of the old arena here in St. Stephen. And they came out and we were shocked at how many people we knew and how many connections were made. And how many times those kids would say, thank you so much for doing this. What I'm saying is there's a prayer of dedication. God, whatever comes my way, I'm going to press on. Whatever comes my way that may irritate me, it may frustrate me, it could even slow me down, but I'm going to press on. Hello. Why? Because it says this way, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I'm going to be dedicated to the causes of heaven. Hello. Why? Romans 14 and 17. For the kingdom of God, let's say it together, the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. Hello? It's not this stuff that will come and go. But it is righteousness, it is peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. The Satan, the adversary of our soul, wants the church fight every other fight but this fight. I brought it out last Sunday morning how when Paul was writing every letter he wrote, mostly the longest one, to, about the whole church and the cause of grace to the church in Rome, not once did he even bring up Nero. Nero was a 17-year-old boy. He was a tyrant. He was ruthless. He would kill his family members at the drop of a bat. He did not care. He would wipe anybody out that even closely intimidated him. But not once does Paul even bring up his name. Why is that? Here's my conviction. Paul says, well, I'll tell you what, I'm not caught up in Nero. Because he's no way Nero, the presence of God. Nero doesn't stand a chance. Because I'm walking in a kingdom that has a higher authority 
a higher level of power than any Nero or any Roman Empire. And this gospel kept on moving on, and he sat back and watched the works of the kingdom being done. Meanwhile, the Roman Empire, just a few years later, fell apart right in its own seams. They turned against each other. They turned sword against sword. And the Roman Empire, because of its corruption, fell apart right in the middle of itself. What are you saying? I'm saying this. The kingdom's going to move on. And Paul's saying, you're going to fight battles. You're going to fight wars. But listen to me. You've got to pray with all kinds of prayer, and you've got to pray dedication. Church, what can we do right now? Oh, God, your kingdom come right now. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What's going on in heaven? Because it's hard to pray that prayer if you don't know what's going on in heaven. What's going on in heaven? Joy unspeakable and full of God's glory. What's going on in heaven? There's worship going on in heaven. Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Behold the Lamb of God worshiping around the throne. That's what's going on in heaven. Amen? There's rejoicing going on in heaven. There's building going on in heaven. There's planning going on in heaven. There's freedom going on in heaven. And guess what, church? I'm telling you now that the kingdom of God is righteousness and right standing with God. The kingdom of God is peace. Amen. The kingdom of God is joy. And the Holy Spirit. Father said to me this week, you get frustrated? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I realize there's people not coming to church here right now because they're scared. Some are scared of COVID and some are scared of the rules because they can't, be, they can't afford to get shut down for 14 days. I get it. Is it frustrating? I could spend hours on that stuff, but guess what? I ain't going to. I ain't going to. The devil would love me to do it. But I'm going to focus on the kingdom. You know why? Because in the kingdom, I'm going to focus on peace. Amen? I'm going to, but why? Because when they get the peace of God inside of you and you get around them, the peace of God and the joy of God confuses the enemy and shuts the enemy down. I will not work with swords and spears. I will come to that stuff in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I will pray the prayer of dedication. When I go into my meetings this week, I got a meeting tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock with some community decision makers. I will not go in and try to prove a point. I'm going to go in dedicated. Dedicated that thy kingdom come and thy will be done. Amen? And you know what I see happen over and over again? Well, I know we may not see it in the headlines. I promise you, CTV and blee, 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 and blah, blah, blah. It's not going to go hold this stuff. What's going on is people start to ask questions they never asked before. When you make a point, you do it in love, and they say, oh, I never thought about that before. And my natural self is like, you want to ring the net? Say, seriously? Well, I'll say, no, no, I get it. You know, we've been through a lot. You worked 60 hours this week trying to figure all this stuff out. I get it. But I know what's going on. I don't have to pump myself up. I don't have to brag myself up. I just know what's going on. Like, hey, 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 devil, you're giving this whole thing a black eye, and you're drawing people close to you. You with me so far? What I'm saying this morning, children of God, church of God, this is the greatest opportunity 
This side of heaven and this side of Calvary that the church has ever had to see the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ at work and at fruition and come to pass right now. If all this was not going on, I would not have emails and people's names and phone numbers and people to sit down and talk to if this wasn't all going on and they would not be asking the questions they're asking. Church, it's time to stay dedicated. Paul says pray with all kinds of prayer. It's good to pray the prayer of thanksgiving, but I'm telling somebody today, pray the prayer of dedication. God, I don't care what I saw on the news. I don't, I don't care what's coming my way. I'm going to pray your kingdom come. I'm going to pray you baptize Charlotte County with your love and your power and your grace that people would know peace and joy and love like never before. Glory to God. Glory to God. All kinds of prayers. Another one, prayer of supplication or intercession. Praying for other people. That's sometimes hard, isn't it? The neighbor that drives you crazy. The neighbor that they blow their leaves on your side of the yard. I used to do that to my OCD neighbor. Just to see what would happen, I'd just stir the pot and walk away. I'll drive away in the tractor. <laughs> there's something about it. I might need more juice because my voice is going, Bob. But there's something about it when we start praying for one another. There's something about it that when I pray for my brother and my sister, when I'm praying for my mayor, when I'm praying for the council, when I'm praying for the chamber, when I'm praying for decision makers and MLAs and this strike situation going on and the stuff going on in the federal government, this crazy foolishness going on in the USA and all this going on in the UN and the World Health Organization and UK and Australia and China and Russia. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on, but all I can pray is, God, you know what? you got the end. We're going to celebrate and you've got the end. You've got this together, and at the end of the day, the church of the living God's going to win. I'll leave you with this this morning. I'll leave you with this because I realize we could go on and on and I'll finish it up next Sunday. Why was it that the Roman Empire, the church in the Roman Empire, done so amazingly well? The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ ripped through the Roman Empire like a fire. Churches were being planted all over the place. I had lunch just this week with a business guy from Halifax and he just came back from Turkey and he was like, I was in Mary's house. I was in the house where Paul used to spend time with. And he goes, it opened up my eyes to God is real. And he told me about touring the city of Ephesus. And the awe of it all. Thank you, Al. And he asked me one question. If the church was so powerful back then in that region, because back in that day, 38% of what is back then was Roman Empire is now modern-day Turkey. 36 to 38% was Christendom. That number has now gone down to 1.5 to 2%. 
Meanwhile, the majority is the Muslim faith. He said, why? If your gospel's so powerful, if your gospel's so rich, why would that even happen? And that began to stir in my spirit. That began to, mm, because that's not the will of God. And I was driving home when the Holy Spirit clearly said to me, I tell you what's going on. I have not left you. I have not left the church at all. I have not left my authority. My promises are yea and they are amen. I am not slack concerning my promises. But my people have left me. They have walked away and forsaken their love of me for another. And I was like, Lord, I don't want to see that ever happen in Charlotte County. I want to see a wave of God's glory so strong and so powerful across this county that, you know, we can't even, we don't even want to come up with some excuse as to why we ought to stay home from Sunday morning or overcomers or prayer gatherings or youth gatherings or whatever we're having on the go here. But we can hardly wait to walk through the door. We can hardly wait to bring somebody with us. We can hardly wait to pray. We can hardly wait to share the love of God. And we will fall in love with him over and over and over again. And I believe what the words are echoing down through the corridors of the chapter of the Holy Writ is people of God, pray with all kinds of prayer. Pray with all kinds of prayer. Pray with all kinds of prayer. And I know I didn't get one amen of somebody just sitting there looking at your cell phones. But I'm telling you the truth today. The Holy Spirit's getting a hold of us. The Holy Spirit's getting a hold of us. And it is time for the people of God to get a hold of God and say, it is time, it is time, it is time, it is time, it is time to get a hold of one another. We've allowed this nonsense of the last 36 months to divide us and make us argue and turn us into enemies. It's time the church of God repents. It's time to repent and get our hearts right one with another or we will never move forward. Call! It's weeping his heart. I had an intercessor walk in this church this morning and she said, I don't get it, but all I can do is cry. And I said, I could tell you why. As he weeps over Israel, he's weeping over the church. Church, this is the most opportunity time. But if we consume our energy of chasing after this and chasing after that, it's time to chase after the heart of God. It's time to chase after this. If you want to know what to pray, and whatever you're battling, whatever you're facing, you'll find it in the Word of God. Pray according to God's Word. Pray according to God's will. And the Holy Spirit never gets it wrong once. I've been at this too long to play games. I'm not here to collect a T4 slip in February because I need a paycheck. And I know I'm being a little bit strong this morning. I'm here because God has promised a word for Charlotte County that he will pour out his spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters, they will prophesy. And your old men are going to dream dreams. But it is time. It's time. It's time that we pray. It is time we come together. It's time we make up our minds. We will be a church of prayer. Oh, God, stir us.
stir us. Say, George, you're being hard. I'd rather be hard now than wrong later. The scripture tells me that when I get up yonder, I have to give an account for everything that I say behind this desk. And if the Holy Spirit gives it to me, i got to give it out. And I can't apologize for it. I love you too much. We want to win battles. We want to win wars. We want to win our sons and daughters. Absolutely. Then Paul says, put on the whole armor of God. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. But we wrestle against principalities and powers and wickedness in high places. And we have the authority to shut every bit of it down. Whew. Pray. When he goes on and he says pray with all kinds of prayers. And then he says watching. 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 I believe it's time we watch the hand of God. Do what the hand of God does. Brings people around. Brings us together. And holds on to one another. I am not waiting for this thing to blow away to see revival happen in this region. Revival is now. <sighs> Father, I pray. I know this has been strong, but I know what you put in my heart. Paul said it this way, we are steadfast, unmovable, unshakable, steadfast in this faith. We are not here to give some motivational speech to make everybody just feel good and rose and go home. But I understand we are here to equip the body of Christ for the workings of the ministry. And living God, if you got to stir us one more time, if you have to convict us just one more time, if you got to move us one more time to put on this armor of God and praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Stir us. Holy Spirit, stir us. Holy Spirit, bring us together. Send us a move of your spirit so our kids would know what it's like to feel your presence. Our new families would know what it's like to see a move of the Holy Spirit. That when people walk in this building, there's such an unction of the Shekinah glory of God. That it would just stir us and move us. As they're driving on to the parking lot, as they're coming into the vestibules, they're coming into the auditorium. As they're bringing their kids down to Sunday school, they're dropping them off at night. Chains are falling off. Spirit of the living God. Keep our eyes on the kingdom. Love, joy, peace, power, authority. I had a meeting this week and I walked away so frustrated. And I was like, God, I'm never going to get through to those knuckleheads. Yeah, excuse me, I'll see if the play is right. 
And you know what the Holy Spirit said to me? He said, you keep on speaking my language, not yours. You keep on speaking. You know, there's a book called The Five Love Languages. His language is love, encouragement. And I was arguing with God, and you know, God always wins those arguments. I get it. And I was like, God, how am I supposed to encourage that? The Holy Spirit said, you just keep on baptizing them in love. You just keep on speaking life into that situation. Somewhere deep down in their spirit, I'm doing a stirring, and I'm doing a moving, and I'm doing a shaking. And you don't know what's going on in the back end, but I do. I'm sharing with somebody today that God is at work. Every seed that was planted at Trunk or Treat, every name that was followed up on, every call and text that was ever given out, every email that was reached out to a family this week, God's doing the work. Every government official that ever heard my voice this week, God's doing the work. Every pastor we talked to this week across this globe, God's doing a work. God's doing a work. Currently working with a young pastor right now in Winnipeg, Manitoba. He started out a few years ago, and he was under the mentorship of a senior pastor, and God put in this young man's heart to have Saturday night prayer meeting. What an inconvenient time to pray. It's hockey night in Canada time. And hockey's big in Winnipeg. But I saw his post this morning. He said, holy smokes, 60 people out on a Saturday night prayer gathering. You see, Satan will not stop the move of God. He will not hold the work of God back. Over and over and over again, he's faithful. And he will complete that which he started. Praying always as we stand together this morning. As we stand together this morning and make up our minds, we're praying always. Praying without ceasing. Praying in the Spirit as the Holy Spirit gives the utterance. Praying as the Holy Spirit would lead. Praying as the Word of God would direct. We will see that the forces of demonic across this region will be pushed back and shut down. And people will come running to this. Holy Spirit, get a hold of us today. Get a hold of us today. In Jesus' name. Thanks for tuning into our podcast today. We pray that you've been equipped and encouraged. Continue to follow us on sccc.online and there will be resources and tools available to you. And reach out to us at any time if we can help. Have an amazing day.